TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. It sure is Loon Talk here on Score North. Jonathan Harrison here with Dan Terhar. This is the Loon Call edition of Loon Talk here on Score North, the Score North mobile app, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you find your podcast. We're the home of Minnesota United Soccer Broadcast, also the home of the Crafty Rogues. You can find them at the Crafty Rogues anywhere you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you find your podcast. Dan Terhar, 5-2 to two win for Minnesota United tonight over San Jose. That means they leave the West Coast road trip to start the season <laughs> with all six points. Yeah. And once again, they're standing atop the table, and I will continue to preach this until they are not. They, there they are. <laughs> Loon talk is always more fun when you win. And Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, you know, this, this team is, I think eventually... The rest of the Western Conference will wake up and go, you know what? We need to start taking this team a little more seriously. Maybe because, the national media will, too. Yeah, and hopefully they will. Because not only is this team built, really, if you look at them on paper, a defensive team. Mm-hmm. Defender of the year. Yep. The back four was just amazing last season. They did lose the goaltender of the year in Vito Minone, but then they bring in a guy like Tyler Miller, who's younger and appears to be... You know, just as good. Yeah. Some people think he might be better. Yeah. So you'd look at that part of it and go, oh, this team is built about defense. And then, you know, they score three goals in Portland, five <laughs> in San Jose. And, yeah, pay attention to this team. And you, you mentioned it, and we talked about it a lot, that they never dropped below the playoff line all last season. So far they haven't this season. And Two that's, games that's an amazing thing to do yeah. when you look at how tight things were in the West. Mm-hmm. Couple of points separated, you know, three through eight, and they never dropped below that. Yeah. So that's a, a huge goal. But now, when you when your first two on the road, you go, well, let's let's make that our goal is to always stay above the playoff line throughout the season. So great start, unbelievable start. With how good the West got in this off season, mm-hmm. you needed as many points as you could get to start the season. Yeah. And then the schedule came out, and you saw that, ah, oh, crap, Portland on the road to start the season. <laughs> That's not the best way to start. And then no. you get the 3-1 win, and then you go to San Jose. They're not a good team at home at all. They haven't won at home since a 3-0 win last August 31st against Orlando, who was pretty bad last year. So they haven't been good at, at home at all. So you take advantage of that. That's a good way to start your season. And then you come home to open up Allianz Field against the New York Red Bulls, who've kind yeah, of struggled this season. A little bit. They, they're kind of a hard team to figure out. Mm-hmm. You know, but here you go, you're at home where you have a big advantage. And, you know, if a team comes in struggling, they're going to be desperate. They're going to play with a little more passion, which may be what you see in New York. Um, so, and, and everybody knows now that, you know, Allianz Field is a very tough place to play against Minnesota. So we'll take that as it goes. But uh, this was, a, this was a, uh, a match where I have never seen a Minnesota match where the corner kicks were so dominant in right. favor of Minnesota and blame it on a poor defense, blame it on Jan Gregush. You know, when you think about it, his corner kicks, and this goes back to last year too, almost always somewhere, they just seem to be on targets. Not too often where you see a corner kick by Jan and you go, where was that going? Right. You know, and this was a, a, a night when it was wet, it was raining, it was slick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Corner kicks were outstanding. Yeah, that first one. So let's start off with the first one. It was yeah. Ike Opar's first goal of the season. And I mentioned it on the the radio broadcast. Ike Opara timed it up so perfectly. Mm-hmm. When he got his head on the ball, he was essentially just running into the ball's path. Yeah. It wasn't him having to head the ball or move his head towards the ball. He ran into that ball's path, and the ball went rocketing into the net. Yeah, the timing was uh, between uh, Greg Oosh and... Ike was just about as perfect. I mean, that's what yeah. you work on, and they do work a lot on these corner kicks in training. Uh, they spend a lot of time every practice working on corner kicks, and uh, if they can continue to be this accurate, uh, and if Greg Oost can continue to be serving the ball up, it's going to be fun. Corner kicks are going to become a really fun part of things at Allianz Field. I wasn't a fan of how the team responded after getting that goal, though, much like last week in Portland, they give up a penalty. It was a bad tackle by Chase Gasper there. I didn't think he had the greatest of games, but it didn't really matter as Minnesota win 5-2. Um, they concede the penalty. Uh, Magnus Eriksson gets the goal. Mm-hmm. But then shortly after that, I think it was like six or seven minutes after that, Jan Gregish gets on top or gets on the end of a a nicely timed Luis Amaria assist and just fires it in from outside the box. So you see Jan Gregish do what he does. And then the third goal of the game was from, uh, or not the third goal, third goal from Minnesota United, Luis Amaria getting his second of the season. He's he's off the mark already, and I'm liking it. <laughs> he's a guy that talked about scoring 25 goals. Huh? Well, Only two games, more two now. goals. He's, he's, he's on pace. But, you know, the thing is, you've got a guy up front that now all of a sudden the guys around him, Molino and Finlay and Lode, they all feel confident in him, and they're going to just keep feeding him the ball. And Minnesota's never had that. They had that for a little while when when Darwin was at his best. Yeah, get him the ball. This is different, and this is huge for this club to have that guy that uh, you just have so much faith in that he can score goals. And two games, two goals. He's off and flying, and um, you know it's this lineup is. And Adrian has, says, has said this many times. This is the best lineup we've seen. Absolutely. And no doubt about it. Uh, the big concerning thing from this match, though, and because we're recording this so shortly after the game, uh, we don't know what's going on with the injury. We probably won't know until they get home <laughs> on Monday. But Kevin Molino goes out in the 42nd minute due to an injury. Hopefully nothing serious. Hopefully it's just because it's raining, we don't want to risk it. Mm-hmm. We have Asani Dotson who's really good at what he does. So let's just bring him in. But Kevin Molino goes off with an injury in the 42nd minute. And then the team responds with another goal, this time because of a penalty that was awarded because Ike Opara on a corner kick. This is a theme for tonight is the corner kicks. <laughs> it is, really. Ike Opara gets tackled down in the box on the corner kick and ends up um, getting the penalty awarded for Minnesota. Luis Amaria steps up trying to get his second goal of the game. It gets blocked by Daniel Vega and then in steps Robin Lode. Finally, he gets off the mark, finally can open up his account with Minnesota <laughs> and gets his first goal. I think it was after he went into the game with either 780 or 760 yeah. minutes without a goal, but he finally gets that goal. You could feel, you could just feel the relief because yeah. I like the way Robin plays. Same. He's not, not going to dazzle you. No. He's, he's not just be a the guy. guy no, the pitch. no, he's not. But um, it was good to see him get a goal, and and it was a great stop by Daniel Vega, the goaltender. Yeah. He guessed right, made a big save on Amaria, and to my surprise, there wasn't a lot of effort to get back by San Jose. 
Yeah. I mean, to me, there was no one coming back. Robin Lud was all by himself. To me, when when your team is is you know defending a penalty kick, you you're normally only down three one at the point. You're right. Normally, you've got a guy on each side of the shooter, and they're the first two back in yeah. case your goalie makes a save. And there was nobody there for San Jose, and Robin Lud put it back of the net. So, um, you know that that's. You know what you hope for in a penalty kick. If your your shooter, and this was Amory in this case, doesn't score, you hope for a rebound. Minnesota got it. Minnesota scored, so um, that was very successful. And you know Minnesota just very good tonight at right place, right time. Um, before we move on to the second half here, was there anything else from the first half that you wanted to mention here? No I, notes from the first half. No, I just like the way this team played yeah. on a wet, very uh, at times downpour yeah. in the first half. Didn't seem to bother Minnesota much. People slipping around, and um, you know, and, and again, the Molino injury going out, biggest part of the first half now for Minnesota. And and again, we probably won't know anything for sure until Monday. Just keep our fingers crossed on that one. But yeah. Minnesota took you know the home field advantage away. Between Minnesota's play and the rain, San Jose fans kind of disappeared. It just wasn't yeah. a night where there was much excitement, and the, and the heavy rain just kind of took everything out of the it building. It was an early afternoon game, so they saw yeah. the team down 4-1 at half. Let's get out of here and do something else. We're, soak, California. we're soaking wet. Yeah. What are we going to do? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that helped, too. Much like I didn't like the response after getting the first goal, I didn't like the response coming out at halftime. They didn't seem like they were in it. I guess neither team really seemed like they were in it. And then Vako Kashasvili gets a weird goal out of nothing. It seemed like it was, I mean, it can't, you can't really say it was against a run of play because there was really no run of play at that point because mm-hmm. both teams just seemed like they wanted to start the half and just get it over with as immediately as it started. But Vako Kashasvili gets the goal to start the second half just, I think, eight minutes into that second half. It wasn't the greatest of starts to that second half. No, the first five minutes or so, Minnesota was very, very laid back. And at first for a while, it looked like, okay, this is going to work because it didn't appear that there was going to be much pushback from San Jose. Yeah, Minnesota was sitting back pretty deep. Yeah, and so I even said to you once, I said, it's going to be a long second half (laughs) if this continues. And this is why you don't want your team to play that way is because – you're just going to give the other team some opportunities eventually. And then San Jose gets the goal. They get a little jump, and mm-hmm. you're going, uh-oh, now Minnesota. But that kind of woke up Minnesota a little bit and got them back on track in the second half, and, and it never became a real big concern. No. And then continuing with the theme of the night, another corner kick, this time in the 70th minute. Ike Parra gets his head on it once again from Jan Gregish and puts Minnesota United up 5-2. to two. It was this one was a little bit different from the first one where he has to head it. He heads it down mm-hmm. and goes underneath Daniel Vega. And then it seemed like Michael Boxel did just enough to disturb Daniel Vega there where it slides and bounces up underneath Daniel Vega and into the back of the net. Yeah, in hockey, that's a screen. You know, he, yep. He's moving across in front of the goaltender, not interfering with the goaltender in any way other than his, his line of sight. And Ike Opara just finds, you know, he's, a, he's that old guy that just finds a way to the ball and, and does things because he knows exactly where to be and where to go. And, and again, served up nicely by Jan Gregus. Um, and, you know, it just... The theme of the night, you said it, is corner kicks, set pieces, and Minnesota comes out with a big advantage in those and a big advantage on the scoreboard. So for you, was it a matter of Minnesota was just really good on the corner kicks, or was it a matter of San Jose was just 
awful on corner kicks. I think there's a little bit of both, but yeah. I, I want to lean more. I want to give Minnesota United the credit they deserve. But San Jose were awful tonight on corner kicks. They were letting yeah. everybody run free, yeah. and no one was jumping with it. And, yeah, and, and at the times, you know, when 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 they did try to mark uh, Ike Opara, they had to they had to drag him down. They had to yeah. literally pull him down in the area to do it. And uh, you know, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think Minnesota was very good, um, but it wasn't like there was fortunate bounces on the corner kicks. They were very good balls in. By Grey Goose and Minnesota just seem to have their number. So, um, you know, you you get the corner kicks and this is what you hope to happen. And now they just have so much confidence in that part of their game that going forward it should be exciting to see if they can continue to have that kind of success. But San Jose, I expected more out of them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they put up a fight mm-hmm. against the MLS Cup runner up. That's why, you know, yeah. they, they, but you got to think about it, they really kind of. Pulled one out of their, you know, yeah. hat to get that tie. <laughs> I said hat. Nice diversion. <laughs> and and so, <laughs> so, nervous. so they did. They did. So they probably didn't deserve, you know, even the draw no. against Toronto. So you know what we've learned about San Jose in the first two matches is that they aren't quite ready to jump back into the playoff chase. The way they look right now, right. they're going to be, you know, in the bottom three or four again in the West. Well, good thing Minnesota faces them in a couple games' time at Allianz Field. Well, yeah, that'd be a good time to play them again and get them over with. And and because here's a team that was such a pain in Minnesota's side for the first couple of years in mm-hmm. MLS, and now we've now won, won three, three straight. Yeah, three straight against San Jose, and you've got them at home looking for a fourth straight. You know, you I like up it. the series. Between I like the it. Two. Yeah. Um. So Ikopara gets two goals. Jan Gregish gets a goal and two assists. Mm-hmm. Luis Amaria gets a goal. Robin Lode gets a goal. Yep. Michael Parra was named the man of the match. Is there a case for Jan Gregish to be named man of the match for his two assists and the way he played tonight? I think so. If you if you watched and listened to this entire match and you go back and look at his corner kicks, the goal he scored, um, he was as big a part of this win as anybody. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times on a good ball in, we saw it last week on some of the uh, balls put in by uh, Ethan Finley. Mm-hmm. We're just amazingly accurate. And, you know, sometimes the guy that finishes is just the beneficiary of that yeah. ball coming in. All he has to do is not screw it up. So, yeah, I think Jan Gregu scoring and the way he played uh, and Robin Lud scoring. Those two guys, I'm so happy to see them score because I think they're both great players. I think they're both a big part of this team. Unfortunately, they get pressure to put up those points. Yeah. People will look at the stats and go, well, he doesn't score. Well, that's just wrong. Which is wrong. It's not that soccer is not that type of sport. You can have a great match and not score. Mm-hmm. So I like it when guys like that score because it just gives them confidence. It gets people off their back and they can just focus on playing. So uh, the defense was solid again. Miller had to make more saves than he did in Toronto. He looked good. All is well right now in uh, you know in Minnesota United land. So yeah. that's good. It's fun. Winning is a lot more fun than losing. It sure we is. We should just keep winning all the time. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, Let's do it. Which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the way too early prediction or what grinds your gears? <laughs> well, let's start with the uh, way too early uh, look at the standings and predictions. All right. Well, let me pull up the standings. You give me your well, score. You know, don't pull up the standings. You, you said, know they're on you top. Told me, you told me to pull up the standings, so I'm pulling up the standings Well, you know now. where they are. 
They've scored eight goals, and they're 2-0. and Who's going to be ahead of them? Wow. Nobody's going to be close to eight uh, goals in two games. There is one team games. ahead of them because of what? how they played tonight. Who's that? Sporting Kansas City. How many goals did they score? Uh, let me find the final score. What? It was 4-0, so they've only given up one. Oh, so they haven't scored, scored seven. Okay. So their goal differential is better. Six goal differential compared to Minnesota's 95. Oh, man. We're terrible. Season's over. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, way too early prediction for... The home opener against the New York Red Bulls. Second time they've opened up at home mm-hmm. at Allianz Field, and it's the New York team. Yeah, it's kind of odd, kind of weird. But, you know, Minnesota has been so good at, uh, at at playing at Allianz Field. I have no reason to think they won't win. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be a tough match. But I'm going to go with a 2-1 Minnesota win over New York's Red Bulls. I like a 3-2 win for okay. Minnesota United. I think New York will score. They'll find ways to score and make it competitive. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun atmosphere to open up, and you can hear it right here on Score North. Kick or pregame starts at five thirty. Kickoff, I think, just before six thirty. Yeah, I think we've got a little later kickoff than yeah. six o'clock. Yeah, about six twenty, yeah. six something, six eighteen. It's going to be a long pregame show. Again. A lot of stuff to talk about. Well, we've got we've a got great game goals to review. To start off yeah, with, we've so. got plenty of goals to talk about, so that'll be good. You have anything that grinds your gears? You know what? I have one that grinds my gears. Okay, but... you know what? I'm just going to say that you know it's a good match when I have nothing to complain about. The refereeing was fine. Mm-hmm. The everything was great. I was hoping. I was counting on. Um, Magnus Erickson to give me something to grind my gears because he's such a whiner and he's, he's always complaining. And you know what? We took him out of it. He did yeah. score on a penalty kick, but he was harmless. So I have nothing. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, yield you to you. S- what what grinds your gears? Okay, so there's a lot of talk right now on the substitutions. We saw Aaron Schoenfeld come mm-hmm. on late in the Portland match right. and then late again today. And right. people are wondering... Why he's coming on instead of Mason Toy and getting nervous and getting upset that Mason Toy's not coming on and getting his minutes? They Look, really don't know because it's I don't know. it's pretty obvious. Aaron Schoenfeld came on in the 81st minute. When yeah. you're up five two, you have nine minutes left in the game. You bring on the guy who's six four, two hundred pounds to hold up the ball, go into the corner and prevent the t- prevent San Jose from getting on the ball. Time waste as much as you can. Mason Toy, if you need a goal, then you bring Mason Toy on. But if you want, if you want to waste time and hold up play and stop San Jose from playing, you bring on Aaron Schoenfeld, you drop the rest of your guys back, and then you get on the ball when mm-hmm. San Jose has it, you kick it up field and have Aaron Schoenfeld just chest it down and just hold it up. He's I don't a, understand why people want Mason Toy you know, to come in in those minutes when you already are up 5-2 and right. you're just there to kill the game. Yeah, and It he's doesn't a, make sense to me. You put in the veteran player. Yeah. Schoenfeld's a veteran. He's been around a long time. Mason Toy's still and young. He's still a young, you know, yeah. You, you have two options that you're really going to consider if you're changing. And, and even if it's not Schoenfeld, you might put in, you know, another midfielder, a defensive player. Yeah. But you're, you're not. You're already up 5-2. You don't need yes. any more goals. Yes. And, yeah, to me, that's an easy decision. Um, but, you know what? Fans are passionate and they mm-hmm. like Mason Toy. And I like Mason Toy yeah, too. We all like Mason Toy, but it's it's a pretty much a no brainer. There's a there's a place there's a time and place for Mason Toy to come in, and that's when you need a goal. Right. You don't bring in Mason Toy when you're already up five two or three one, and you got ten minutes left, and you just want to kill out the game. You bring in Aaron Schoenfeld to do that because guess what? That's what he does really well. Mm-hmm. We saw it the last two games. Yeah, his, that's his, his role. Hold up, his hold up play and his time wasting play and, is good. And, and unfortunately for Mason Toy. If Luis Amaria continues to play this well, mm-hmm. Mason's not going to get a lot of time this season. No. Because if we're not in the lead and 
Luis Amaria is playing well, you're not going to take him out. Right. So you're keep him on because he's going to keep right. making those runs that confuse the defense and push them, mm-hmm. push the defense in places they don't want to go. And he's going to get on the he's going to get Abs- on the end of the yeah. ball and score. Absolutely. So. All right. I'm a little. You feel, feel better little, now? Feel a little better. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's much easier. You, not as many things irritate you when, when no. there's a big win. So it was a it was a fun win. It was a great game yep. by Minnesota. They played really well all across the pitch. It was a fun game tonight. Fun broadcast. Good stuff tonight, Dan. It was fun being on the call again. Yep, we'll uh, we'll get together starting at five thirty next Sunday. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Nice warm night. Wouldn't that oh, be great? That'd be great. That'd be Instead perfect. of a snow opener for the third for the snow. fourth year in a row. No, let's let's. Uh, I mean, let's it's keep kind of a tradition crossed. at this point. No, it's not. I don't want to. No, <laughs> you that don't was want... <laughs> no, no more. No moss. Let's let's go with some sunshine. Okay. So and the windows are going to be open. So let's hope it's warm. That would be nice. Fresh Dan, air. Thank you for everything tonight. Good stuff tonight. Thank you, Jonathan. Have a good one. Uh, again, this is Loon Talk here on Score North. You can find us on Apple, Spotify. Please rate, review, leave us five stars. Leave us a good review. It helps spread the word about Loon Talk. Tell your friends as well. You can also find on the Score North Podcast Network, the Crafty Rogues. They cover the Premier League, a little bit of MLS, Minnesota United. We cover just about everything on the Crafty Rogues. I'm the producer for them. It's a great show. Go and listen to it. Find it on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you find your podcast. That has been it for the second edition of Loon Call. Thank you for listening. Come back next week.